This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 1-0, Soto hits it in the air to deep center. Doyle's back at the wall, looking up, going to go! A missile over the center field fence for Juan Soto. A three-run homer here in the fifth. And the Padres all of a sudden lead it 5-1. to one. The first of two home runs on the evening for Juan Soto. He has a big day as the Padres cruise to an 8-5 win over the Colorado Rockies in Game 2 of this three-game series. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios here in our post-game show on the Padres radio network. Padres get a much-needed win in Colorado. They improve to 53-55. and Rockies drop to 42-65. and Juan Soto home runs number 21 and 22. The Padres got offense pretty early, added on in the middle innings, got some insurance in the later innings, the pitching staff on a bullpen day, the mix of Pedro Avila, Brent Honeywell, Stephen Wilson, Robert Suarez, Tim Hill, Josh Hader, six pitchers, they get through this game, and the Padres after what was such a disappointing loss yesterday, they have a big day here today, not just because of what they did in Colorado, but the Padres making a flurry of moves at the trade deadline today as well. We'll get into all of it here in our postgame coverage. lot to do. We'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. May also have some postgame reaction coming from the clubhouse. All the radio highlights. We'll hear what A.J. Preller had to say earlier today after the Padres made a number of different moves at the trade deadline. Your phone calls and much, much more to get to as we wrap this one up. The final totals for San Diego, eight runs, nine hits, and no errors. And for the Rockies, five runs, 12 hits, and no errors. And a couple of thoughts before uh, we hear from Bob Melvin and and all that uh, other good stuff to come. I thought Jesse and Tony really put it nicely in the postgame wrap-up. One thing the Padres have done this year, despite so many tough losses, heartbreaking losses, is that the next day, very often, they found a way to bounce back, and they have not allowed those losses, for the most part, to spiral. And really, it was the same way here today. Juan Soto, a terrific game, two home runs, the three-run home run in the fifth inning, much-needed home run in the eighth inning, good response after the three-run home run by McMahon in the bottom half of the seventh inning, cut it to a 5-4 Padre lead, then Soto immediately top of the eighth inning, responds, makes it a two-run lead, Padres got two more in the ninth inning. They did a good job responding here today, not just from last night, but also Throughout this game, as the Rockies responded, and you got a little bit nervous that uh, we may have a, a little deja vu, another tough loss in Colorado. But the Padres did a good job offensively in this game. They were out hit in this game 12-9, to but Soto certainly uh, providing a lot of power with the two home runs and four RBIs. And then you really have to tip your cap to what Pedro Avila did in his start. Four innings, one earned run given up. Five hits, he did walk three, but he struck out seven. And I thought really displayed some very good stuff really some good swing and miss stuff in this game got a little bit uncomfortable as the ball game went on Brent Honeywell a good two innings out of the bullpen then he runs into trouble in the seventh inning Wilson gives up the home run but then one of the the real 
good developments as of late for the Padres bullpen has been a the fact that Robert Suarez has come back from the IEL and for the most part has been really really good a scoreless eighth inning here tonight and Josh Hader continues to be Josh Hader comes in tough spot Tying run on deck, save situation, faces two batters, gets them both. His ERA down to 0.89 in the season, picks up his 26th save of the year. And as we know, the Padres got bullpen help today as well at the trade deadline. So a lot of good stuff to like from this game. Padres now 53-55. and 55. It's been a while since they were one game below 500. they They'll have an opportunity to do that in the series finale tomorrow afternoon in Colorado. Lots to get to when we come back. We'll recap this game in its entirety. We also will hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin and much, much more to come on the Padres Radio Network. Post game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Padres win it in Colorado 8 to 5 as they even up this three game series at a game apiece. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios. Good to have you with us on this Tuesday evening. It has sure been a busy day of Padres baseball, uh, both on the field and off the field, with the Padres making a, a flurry of moves at the trade deadline today. In case you missed it, maybe you're uh, just joining us for the first time today. Padres making three trades. The first of which came fairly early in the day. Uh, Padres acquiring left-hander Rich Hill and first baseman DHG Man Choi from the Pirates. Pirates receiving Jackson Wolf, the Padres' number 16 prospect, who made his major league debut in Detroit a couple of weeks ago. Estuar Suero, young outfielder, and first baseman Alfonso Rivas going to Pittsburgh. Then the Padres making two deals right before the deadline. In fact, we did not find out about these deals until a little while after 3 p.m. here in San Diego after the deadline was over. So the Padres making a couple of significant deals right at the final buzzer, if you will. Padres trading for right-hander Scott Barlow from Kansas City, uh, a reliever who's had a really good career. is having a little bit of a down year, but you look at his numbers in his career, very, very impressive. Royals getting right-hander Henry Williams, number 10 prospect in the Padres system and also getting right-hander Jesus Rios. Then the Padres also making a trade with the Miami Marlins. They got first baseman Garrett Cooper, who's in the midst of a nice year, along with minor league left-hander Sean Reynolds. And the Marlins acquiring left-hander Ryan Weathers, former first-round pick by the Padres, obviously a name we know very well here at the big league level. And those were the three trades. So again, to recap it, Padres getting Rich Hill, G-Man Choi, Scott Barlow, Garrett Cooper and Sean Reynolds in going out the door to their respective teams. Jackson Wolf, Estuar Suero, Alfonso Rivas, Henry Williams, Jesus Rios, and Ryan Weathers. So it ended up being a very busy trade deadline for the Padres. They ended up being buyers, not huge buyers, nothing flashy or splashy, but good depth. Added to this team here today, and the Padres did not have to touch their uh, real top-of-the-line prospects to acquire uh, some talent here at the trade deadline. So all the the questions of whether guys like Snell or Hayter would be moved, all those questions now put to bed. And the Padres respond by getting a very nice win to bounce back here today in Colorado. The final score, Padres 8 and the Rockies 5. We will go back to Coors Field in Denver in just a little bit. Hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. And 
Coming up in a little bit, we will take some of your phone calls. Phone number is always 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. We'll talk about tonight's game. We will talk about the trade deadline, whatever you want to touch on. Very busy day of Padres baseball. A lot of news to cover, a lot of different elements to these trades to cover. So if you want to get involved, call in. You can also hit me up on social media. Tweet at me, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Instagram DMs open as well, Sammy Lev there too. Let me know, what'd you think about this game? What'd you think about the trade deadline? What grade would you give the Padres at the trade deadline? I put out a poll on Twitter, more than 1,500 votes on Twitter. And more than 80% of the votes said they would give the Padres an A or B grade at the trade deadline. That's pretty good. A lot of A's in in there, too. So we'll get into all of that and uh, much more on this very, very busy day of Padres baseball. Let's recap this one in its entirety. Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center, servicing all Fords up to F-750s and motorhomes. Jerks and Profar led off with a single in the first inning against Pedro Avila. Profar went to second on a balk. He went to third base on a sack bunt. That set the table for Ryan McMahon. Three and two to McMahon. Pitch on the way and a line drive into center field. Base hit. That'll give the Rockies a first-inning lead. RBI single Ryan McMahon as Profar checks in. The Rockies loaded the bases with two men away, but Avila got a strikeout to end the inning. He threw more than 30 pitches in that opening frame. Rockies got a couple more base runners in the bottom of the second, but they did not score. Two scoreless innings for Rockies starter Peter Lambert to start the night. In the third, Trent Grisham drew a one-out walk. He was still on first base with two men away for Fernando Tatis Jr. Nothing in one to Tatis. Long pause by Lambert. Grisham not running, and the pitch hit in the air. Deep to right center field. That is going to be up against the wall on one hop. Trent's at third base. Going to be waved. Doyle's throw comes in. Rodgers relay to the plate. Not in time. An RBI double for Fernando. And a 1-1 game here in the third. So a 1-1 game. Meanwhile, Pedro Avila would uh, settle in. He struck out two in a scoreless bottom of the third. He got two more strikeouts in a scoreless fourth inning. Seven strikeouts through four innings. On to the fifth inning, still tied at one. Luis Camposano hit a leadoff single. Trent Grisham walked with one out. Hassan Kim hit an infield single. Bud Black went to reliever Tommy Doyle to face Fernando Tatis Jr. Tatis hit into a fielder's choice, out recorded at second. It scored Camposano from third base. Tatis's second RBI of the night gave the Padres a 2-1 lead. There were still two on base for Juan Soto. 1-0, Soto hits it in the air to deep center. Doyle's back at the wall, looking up, going to go! A missile over the center field fence for Juan Soto. A three-run homer here in the fifth. And the Padres all of a sudden lead at 5-1. Padres ended up scoring four runs in the fifth inning, and that would not be the last time we heard from Juan Soto in this game. Brent Honeywell came on for the bottom of the fifth and tossed a scoreless inning. He did the same in the sixth. Honeywell stayed on for the seventh inning. Padres still leading 5-1. to one. Jerks and Profar singled. Ezekiel Tovar singled. Honeywell came out. Steven Wilson came in. There were two on and nobody out for Ryan McMahon. Wilson deals, and this is sky to right field. Tatis going back, he's at the wall, and it's going to go. Just over the out-of-town scoreboard, a moonshot into the first or second row. It is a three-run home run for Ryan McMahon. 
And it is a one-run game here in the seventh inning. Elias Diaz then hit a double, four straight hits to start the inning, but Wilson did not allow Diaz to score. Did a good job keeping the Padres ahead 5-4. to four. So the Padres were looking for insurance as we went to the eighth inning. Rockies reliever Tyler Kinley came on for his season debut. With one out, guess who? Juan Soto. 1-0 the pitch, and Soto hits it in the air to deep center again. Doyle going back at the wall again, looking up, going to go again. Juan Soto with his second home run of the night. And the Padres lead 6-4 here in the eighth. Home runs number 21 and 22 for Juan Soto this season. They were both absolute missiles. Padres led 6-4. Robert Suarez dealt a scoreless bottom half of the eighth inning. So he went to the ninth inning. Padres still leading 6-4. They put two on with one out for Trent Grisham. 2-1 to Grisham. A hard hit liner up the middle. That's into center field, a base hit. Brunnemurth's rounding third. He's on his way. Doyle's throw will be cut off. And an RBI single for Trent Grisham. Padres add on here in the ninth inning. They lead it 7-4. Next up, Ha-Sung Kim. Two on and one out. Three and two to Kim. Fernando's next. Pitch on the way and a line drive into right center. And a base hit. Batten is at third. He's rounding. He's going to come in and score. An RBI single for Ha-Sung Kim. And an 8-4 Padre lead in the ninth. We went bottom nine, Padres up eight to four. Bob Melvin tried to avoid going to Josh Hader in a four-run game and went to Tim Hill instead. Hill walked the leadoff man, then a double, then an RBI ground out to make it 8-5. It became a save situation with the tying run on deck. That meant Josh Hader entered out of the bullpen. He got a fly out from Nolan Jones for out number two. The game was left up to Alaris Montero with two men away. Here's the one and two, and a swing and a miss. Josh Hader comes on and seals the deal. Rockies get one in the bottom of the ninth inning. That was against Tim Hill. Hader slams the door, and the Padres bounce back in even the series with an 8-5 win here tonight. Very nice job by Josh Hader. Two up, two down, picks up save number 26, and the Padres get an 8-5 win in Colorado. A much-needed victory. Good bounce back for San Diego on a busy day at the trade deadline. Padres cap it with a win in Denver. We'll step aside. When we come back, we'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin, plus much, much more to come. May have some post-game reaction from the clubhouse coming as well from players. I'm sure uh, questions asked about the trades today as well. So a lot to get to as we wrap this one up. We will start taking your phone calls here in a little bit as well. 833-288-0973-833-288-0973. What'd you think about what the Padres did today on the field, off the field, with the trade deadline, the moves they made today to improve this roster? Want to hear from you. We'll get to all of that when we come back right here on the Padres Radio Network. Game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios as the Padres win it 8-5 to over the Colorado Rockies. Padres improved to 53-55 and on the year. Rockies dropped to 42-65. and Padres scoring eight runs on nine hits. 
to those hits, a couple of lasers off the bat of Juan Soto, who hit two home runs in this game. Four RBIs total. Good offensive day for him. Same thing for Hassan Kim. Two hits, an RBI in this game. Fernando Tatis Jr. had a double, base hit, two RBIs, and a run scored. Jake Cronenworth, another multi-hit game. His fifth multi-hit game in a row. That's a career high for Jake Cronenworth. Uh, two hits in this game. And Cronenworth now is 10 for his last 20. So that's been great to see a lot of those hits. The center and left, which is certainly a good sign for Jake Cronenworth using the entire field. Luis Camposano had a big hit in this game, started the rally in the fifth inning, became a four-run inning, and he had the leadoff hit, the leadoff single in that inning. So that was a big base hit for Luis Camposano. Trent Grisham was on three times, walked a couple of times, scored two runs, had a single in the ninth inning as well. Padre scoring one in the third, four in the fifth inning, one in the eighth inning, and two in the ninth inning. So they did a good job grabbing a lead and then adding on uh, even when it got to a one-run game after the McMahon three-run home run. Really nice job by the Padres, really uh, battling offensively throughout the pitching side of things. Pedro Avila, four innings, one earned run given up. Brent Honeywell, two scoreless innings, but then uh, put two base runners on to begin the seventh inning. Stephen Wilson ends up giving up that three-run home run to Ryan McMahon. He was charged with one run in his one inning of work. Robert Suarez, a scoreless eighth inning. Tim Hill, uh, shaky ninth inning, got one out, did allow a hit, uh, ends up uh, getting charged with one earned run. Josh Hader, though, came in with the tying run on deck in an 8-5 game. Faced two batters, got them both, only had to throw 10 pitches, picks up his 26 saves. So at the plate, on the mound, very nice day for the Padres and a much-needed 8-5 win. Let's go back to Colorado, here from the Skipper. Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard, the Cook's Asian resource. Like you pointed out, your team has a knack for, for bouncing yeah. back. Could you think about kind of just the way it went, Avila scoring at the end, all of it? Yeah, I mean, you know, got a little dicey there, got close, which. You know, at the time we were hoping we didn't have to. We were trying to get, you know, through this game with as many as our not having to use as many of our plus guys we could. Obviously had to at the end. But, uh, yeah, the the add-ons, the, you know, the, we had some pretty good defensive plays too. And certainly, you know, Suarez and, and Hayter shut it down. So we've, we've done this often to where we've had a really, really tough loss. I think almost every time we've come back and won. You mentioned defense last night wasn't the way you usually usually play defense. Was tonight more like it? More, like, more yeah. like what you want to see? You know, I think last night, too, there was some – it was tough to, to – with the, you know, the moisture and everything, too. How this – oh, sorry. How this guy, the night of Juan Soto? Yeah, Juan had a nice night. I mean, those are games he's kind of famous for where he – at times he can put you on your back and, you know – Hit the ball at the ballpark, driving a lot of runs. Obviously, it was huge for us tonight. And, uh, you know, we have several guys that, that are able to do that. Uh, he, he certainly did it tonight. Somewhat fitting, it being a year since he, he got here at last year's trade deadline. Kind of how would you explain? You mean like to the day? Well, to the day tomorrow. Oh, but also yeah. de- on deadline day, yeah. Juan Soto going yeah, deep twice. What, is, what, do you kinda make, together. Yeah. what do you kind of make of how he's acclimated kind of into, into what he is now and what he kind of always was? Yeah, look, it's it's not that easy, you know, as we talked often about coming into a new place last year with all the expectations where the team was, and then, you know, all of a sudden you're supposed to be this guy. Um, 
but we've seen between now and then what he's capable of doing and uh, nights like this are kind of his signature so kind of apropos maybe on the the day of the, the deadline that he has a game like this what do you kind of make of the whole day today the fact that you got this win and you were able to add to your roster and supplement some of maybe the areas that you needed to it was big I mean they, these are the type of days that should inspire you a little bit you know you get some help you get some new guys coming in and you know a little different that we had to use you know the bullpen Avila guy who hasn't started a ton for us uh, to be able to get through the game but these type of days you can put together good games, and now you got some new reinforcements coming the next day. Should be good. Another multi-hit game from Jake. What are you seeing from him? Yeah, his at bats are a lot better now. Bats in the zone a little bit longer, uh, using the whole field a little bit more, a little bit flatter as as far as where his bat path is, and you know doesn't necessarily have to with a good bat path have to hit a ball hard to get a hit. So, using the whole field, letting it travel a little bit. You know, his last, what, 10 games or so, eight, nine games, something like that have been good. You've managed some good relievers or closers throughout your career. What is that feeling like when you have someone like Josh Hader, who's pretty rare when he comes in, you know? Yeah, yeah I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. And, you know, went up against him many times to know that it's not a great feeling when he comes in the game. Preferred to not have to use him today, but, but we did. But I mean, what, it's less than a one ERA. It's basically a strikeout whenever he needs one, and very few guys can do that. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from the clubhouse in Denver following this 8-5 win for the Padres over the Rockies in the middle game of this three-game series. And, yeah, Josh Hader continues to be great. 0-8-9 ERA, save number 26. You zoom out and look at his season. He's just been terrific for this ball club. And the good news, the Padres have some help coming for him in the bullpen in the form of uh, Scott Barlow coming from Kansas City and uh, Rich Hill also added to the pitching staff. We'll see what kind of role he's used in. Sounds like it'll, it'll be a, in a starting role uh, at least at least to begin his time uh, with San Diego. But Hader, terrific. You heard Bob Melvin talk about Jay Cronenworth there. We told you about his two hits and the quality of his at-bats going to all fields right now. And obviously, I thought a, a good question there, I think it was A.J. Cassaville of MLB.com, bringing up the fact that Juan Soto uh, nearly a, a year to the day, uh, well, was Juan, uh, yeah, Juan Soto was traded on deadline day, wasn't he? So it would have been exactly a year ago where he was traded to San Diego. And what do you know, uh, on another day where the Padres make some moves on the trade deadline, a year ago today, Juan Soto hits two home runs. And, you know, you zoom out on Juan's season, and, I mean, the numbers are really impressive. They They really, really are. And... You heard Bob Melvin talk about there, Juan having the ability to sort of put you on his back any given night. And we've seen it before. And this was a good example of that kind of game where Juan Soto just puts you on his back and hits some home runs and he's hitting lasers all over the place. Like, I'll be honest, the home run in the eighth inning, I felt like he was going to hit one out. I really did. It was just that kind of night, and he has those nights where the swing just looks beautiful. He's hitting lasers, and he is locked in. The numbers for Juan Soto through 108 games, and I should also mention this. When I say 108 games, that's every game the Padres have played this season. So he's had a part in every game the Padres have played. Remember, even when he sat the other day to give some rest to that uh, that right middle finger, Remember, he pinch hit, so he appeared in that game too. So he has not had a full day off all year. 108 games, he's batting 275, 
424 on base percentage, 944 OPS, 22 home runs, 68 RBIs. He's walked way more than anybody. He's got 98 walks in the season, 25 doubles. I mean, the numbers and where he's going to end up. I mean, this could very easily be, depending on how he finishes over the final two months, a 280-plus batting average, 30 or more home runs, nearing 100 RBIs, or something on base percentage, nine something OPS. I mean, you're going to look up at the end of this season, and the Soto numbers are going to be really, really impressive. They really are. So good for Juan Soto. Big night for him. Two home runs, four RBIs total on a very significant day for the Padres, both with what they did in the win and certainly the moves at the trade deadline as well. All right, let's talk a little pitching. Tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game. Brought to you by The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. Our ace pitcher of the game... Pedro Avila, who made this spot start for the Padres here today. And Avila, really aside from getting into major trouble in the first inning, but finding his way through it with just one run given up, and then got in trouble in the second as well. He threw a lot of pitches in the first two innings, 55. At the end of the day, I mean, four innings, one run, you would have signed up for that from Pedro Avila. And I thought the stuff looked really good. He struck out seven in just four innings. So good stuff from Pedro Avila, 30-plus pitches in the first inning, but found his way through it to limit the damage. Remember, after giving up the one run, Rockies then had the bases loaded, but struck out Montero to end that inning. Then he has two more base runners on in the second, doesn't give up a run, a much easier third inning and fourth inning. And the total was 88 pitches for Pedro Avila. Keep this in mind. He had not thrown more then 67 pitches in a game, or I should say he had not thrown nearly that many pitches in a really, uh, in a really long time. So the most pitches he's thrown since or before today, I'm trying to figure out the right way to say this. Okay, here we go. I figured it out. April Avila throws 88 pitches, 84 pitches, 84 pitches in three starts. He threw 67 on July 7th, okay? That was at AAA El Paso. The point being, he had not thrown more than 67 pitches since April. He had not thrown 70 or more pitches since April. So he was really in uncharted territory in this game. He had not thrown really anywhere close to this amount of pitches in a really long time. Really hadn't. I mean, 67 on July 7th, but that's not 88. I mean, that's... 21 more pitches did a really good job he was asked to do something he hadn't had to do in a long time is the point and uh, Avila did a great job the other thing with Avila that was really impressive in this game was the swing and miss nature of his stuff he got 18 swings and misses in this game of the 40 swings the Rockies took against him 18 whiffs that's a lot it's a 45 percent whiff percentage it's a lot of whiffs I liked it. Uh, I'll tell you what, I think Avila has a case to stay in this bullpen. And obviously the Padres are going to have to make moves here. But we talked about it pregame. His two relief appearances before tonight were solid. 
didn't give up an earned run. And here today, did he get in trouble early? Yeah. But he limited the damage, threw a lot of pitches. Yeah. But I like the stuff. I do. It's looked good. Good stuff for Pedro Avila. We'll see what's next for him. Padres are going to have to make some room on this uh, 26-man roster for the additions of Hill and Choi and Arlo and Garrett Cooper. So there are going to have to be uh, some decisions made, but uh, certainly a very, very nice performance by Pedro Avila in this 8-5 win for the Padres over the Rockies. We'll step aside. We may have some post-game audio coming up from the clubhouse, so stay tuned for that. Working on that for you, getting it ready and prepped for you to hear. Also, we'll take some of your phone calls coming up. If you want to get involved, 833-288-0973. The phone number to call, again, 833-288-0973. The phone number if you want to get involved, talk about this win, talk about the trade deadline, what the Padres did, whatever you want as the Padres win it 8-5 to over Colorado on this Tuesday and now. Now they'll go for a series win in the final game of this series tomorrow afternoon. Post-game show continues when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. Padres Radio Network final score Padres 8 Rockies 5 as the Padres win game 2 of this 3 game series Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios as we wrap this one up we will take some of your phone calls coming up 833-288-0973 more of our nightly awards take a look at the full out of town scoreboard and more and in case you're just joining us in case I don't know maybe you were at work in the afternoon in the evening getting in your car or whatever Maybe you just weren't paying attention to Padre baseball today. Padres making a trio of uh, trade deadline trades, uh, getting Rich Hill, G-Man Choi, Scott Barlow, Garrett Cooper, and uh, minor league pitcher Sean Reynolds trades with the Royals, Pirates, and Marlins. Well, when you have a day like this, you have a lot of uh, acquisitions, a lot of things that uh, will affect the uh, franchise and uh, certainly this team as well. Obviously, the trade deadline also about sometimes who you don't trade. And we got our final confirmation today that the Padres would not move Josh Hader, would not move Blake Snell, and really keeping this group of players totally intact as they try to make the run. We've all been waiting for Padres. Uh, we'll get into the wild card standings a little bit later where everything is at the end of tonight. But right now, the Padres five games out of a wild card spot with the win here tonight and uh, two games below 500. They have not been a game below 500 in some time. We'll have more on that uh, during tomorrow's pregame. But on a day like this, you want to hear from Manny Machado, obviously uh, one of the leaders inside that clubhouse. Let's go back to Denver and hear from Manny after today's game, talking about the moves today. Obviously, uh, <clears throat> about the moves. Um, those are guys that are going to be impactful to this team. Um, you know, you got some guys that are going to. Uh, bring experience to to the ball club, uh, postseason experience, and you got guys are gonna boost our club. So um, you know we're excited to have them, and uh, know that we're in a better position today than we were yesterday. Any relief that guys like Blake and you know Hader are still here, and they actually added on top of that? Yeah, I mean I think uh, you know Peterson's day one and AJ. I think they they had faith in this team, and you know that that, that faith hasn't left. 
still believe in everyone in this, in this clubhouse, um, you know, since spring training. Um, you know, we, we've had some bumps on the road, but, uh, you know, we all know that, uh, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. So, uh, you know, everyone in here knows that we have, we got a goal to reach and we're going to continue to do that. And, you know, obviously, uh, you know, with this deadline, we, we just, we added some key pieces and some, some good moves, uh, you know, to just make us that much better. Your guys' ability to bounce back. I mean, you have some pretty devastating losses, and then have a good game right after. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, just turn the page. Turn the page. Um, you know, yeah, obviously, I said it was frustrating, but um, turn the page and go out and move on to today. Uh, you know, we, we gotta we gotta see it the one day at a time, every single day, and um, you know, turn turn the page as quickly as we can to uh, you know focus on tomorrow. Juan's been here for a year now. He's obviously, <clears throat> a big contributor. What have you kind of made of kind of the way he's fit in? start to now and then kind of found himself. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, obviously uh, it's not easy getting traded midway through the season when, uh, you do, you know, you've been a part of an organization for a really long time. Uh, you know, a lot of new faces and it takes you a little bit of time to, to get adjusted to it. And, you know, we all know what he can do on the field. Um, you know, I think that that's, that's speaks for itself. But, um, you know, he's feeling more comfortable around the guys, you know, more comfortable around the clubhouse. So, um, you know, you're really seeing, uh, you know, really, really seeing him take a stride. That was Manny Machado from inside the clubhouse earlier uh, this evening after the Padres' 8-5 win over the Colorado Rockies. Sam Levitt back with you inside our San Diego studios. You heard uh, Manny using the phrase there, turn the page. And like we said, it's something the Padres have done very nicely throughout this season despite so many frustrating losses, and they've had a lot of them. They have done that well, and I thought Jesse and Tony talked about it uh, very nicely in the postgame wrap-up. They have done that very well and what they've done is they haven't allowed things to spiral for the most part have there been some bad stretches yes have there been a road trip or two where things seem like they could spiral yes but they've had the ability to prevent it from getting I guess out of hand and at least hover around the 500 mark now obviously they are going to have to get above 500 in order to get where they want to go they are going to have to go on this quote-unquote run. They went 15-10 and 10 in July, which when you think about the road trip and some of the struggles they had, you know, it didn't feel like it was a 15-10 and 10 month, which was tied for the most wins in the National League in July. But you have another month like that, hopefully a little bit better than that, you'll get right back in this thing. So uh, Padres start the month of August very nicely, 1-0 in August with this with this uh, 8-5 win. And you heard uh, some of the reaction there from uh, Manny on the uh, trades today as well. So uh, good stuff there from Manny. And uh, that was Manny Machado inside the clubhouse after this game. We'll get to some of your phone calls coming up here in a little bit. If you want to get in line, 833-288-0973. Again, 833-288-0973, the phone number. First, let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit sandiegofoodbank.org. Here's the one and two, and a swing and a miss. Josh Ader comes on and seals the deal. Rockies get one in the bottom of the ninth inning. That was against Tim Hill. Hader slams the door, and the Padres bounce back in even the series with an 8-5 win here tonight. Josh Hader, 
our relief pitcher of the game entered in that ninth inning, starting to become a little bit of a tricky situation with the tying run on deck, but did a really, really good job getting out of trouble. Faced two batters, got them both, struck out the final batter, Montero, to end it. Picks up save number 26, a 0-8-9 ERA now on the season for Josh Hader, and he shut the door. So for Hader, our relief pitcher of the game here tonight. Very nice job by Josh Hader, and that is one of the luxuries you have in Hader. And I didn't blame Bob Melvin for trying to get through that inning without using Hader. Look, I mean, I know he's been... The last couple of times they've had a four-run lead late, he's been going to Hader in the ninth inning, which I understand because the games right now are so important for this team. But ideally, in the big picture of the season, ideally, you don't want to have to use Hader in every four-run game. You're trying to at least somewhat limit his workload and save him for save situations. So I, I didn't blame Bob Melvin for... Um, for going to Hill there, trying to stay away from Hater, But look, I mean, Hill, the minute he walks the leadoff man, the double, the RBI ground out, the moment that becomes a safe situation. And, and remember, Hill's got to face three batters there, and he faced only three. So, you know, the moment that Melvin could go get him and get Hater in, he went and did it, which I totally agreed with. Um, because you got to there once it's a safe situation. So uh, Josh Hader had to come in, face two batters, got them both, and uh, certainly deserving of our relief pitcher of the game here tonight. All right, we'll uh, get to more of our nightly awards out of town scoreboard coming up here in a little bit. I do want to go to the phones, 833-288-0973. The phone number, 833-288-0973. The phone number to call again. We can talk about this Padres win. We can talk about the trade deadline, what you thought of the moves. Let's uh, lead things off on our post-game show with Kathy calling in from L.A. Hi, Kathy. Hey, Sammy. Um one quick question for you is these new guys that we got, are they going to be coming to Colorado or are they going to be meeting the team back in San Diego? Well, Kathy, it's a really good question. I won't pretend to know. Um, typically, these guys get here the next day. I mean, they'll be on a flight either today, tonight, first thing tomorrow. Um, the only thing I could imagine is because the game is early tomorrow, I suppose there may be a chance. But, um, you know, I would imagine they're, for the most part, probably left today and uh, get there tonight. I, I don't know that for sure, Kathy. I don't. But um, I would imagine at least some of these guys will be there and, and probably available for the game tomorrow. I would imagine some moves are going to be made before tomorrow's game. I mean, you make trades like this, you want them for every game down the stretch you can. So I don't know for sure uh, where these guys are and how long it'll take. It's a little complicated because of the day game tomorrow. But I would imagine that uh, they went to Colorado uh, if they could. And uh, usually, you know, usually, Kathy, this stuff happens very quickly. I mean, I've seen it uh, now at the major league level. I've seen it at the minor league level with prospects, even in the minor leagues. I mean, I'll give you an example. In uh, 2019, when uh, the Padres traded for Taylor Trammell, uh, uh, Trammell, I mean, was there the next day. And that was on the minor league side, you know, so... Um, yeah, I, I think a pretty good chance that some of these guys are going to be available tomorrow, but I, I do not know for sure. Okay, good. I'm, I'm going to the games this was on Saturday and Sunday, so I'm sure I'll see them there at the games at, at some point. But I was just wondering how, you know, how fast they get them into 
on out on the field yeah yeah we'll see we'll see tomorrow uh i wish i had a a better answer but i I would imagine pretty good shot that there will be some of these guys available tomorrow um padres do come home obviously after the game tomorrow but this stuff usually happens quickly and usually you would fly today and you would be with your new team tomorrow so uh, i don't think that's out of the question but uh, kathy appreciate the call thanks Thanks, Sammy. Hopefully see you this weekend. Yeah, Kathy, that would be great. Let's go to Brandon calling in from La Mesa. Hi, Brandon. You're on the Padres Radio Network. What's up? Hey, Sammy. Just out walking the dogs, listening to the show. Uh, yeah, stoked. Stoked is how we were able to be resilient this time. That McMahon homer got me a little bit worried, but right when Soto came back up and hit the second knockout, all like, oh, right, that's what we needed. So mm. it's crazy to think, like, I know we're so focused on these winning three games in a row and, like, trying to get to that fourth. There's so much pressure put on that fourth game now because it's been, like, the talk for, like, two straight months. I don't mind it. Win three and lose one, <laughs> that's a pretty good pattern. That's a 75% winning percentage. So I'll take that moving down. I think we're going to think we're gonna get in the high double digits and wins this month. I'm just really thankful that they were able to put some moves together and kind of put attention to those little areas that we were lacking on and giving us some depth mm-hmm. in the rotation with Walks coming back. And Lugo's been able to just do such a good job as a starter. It'd be great to also be able to depend on him in the bullpen. I think the glue is finally going to start to dry here. Yeah, you cer- I'm really excited for the rest of the season. Yeah, you certainly hope. Yeah, no yeah, you certainly hope so, Brandon. And, and thank you for the phone call. Uh, you certainly hope so. And look, I... I personally really liked what they did at the deadline. I I thought it's really exactly what they should have done. Assuming they were going to buy and not sell, I did not want to see a move made that would have required the Padres dipping into the very top of their prospect pool. We're talking guys like Merrill, assuming Salas is untouchable, so I won't even mention him. But guys like Merrill, guys like Lesko, some of the the young arms, Amazer and Ariarte, um, other names you could put in that category as well. Uh, Robbie Snelling, a Zavala. I, I really didn't want the Padres to touch that group. And I said it a lot the last couple of days. That was for really two reasons. Number one, because I think it's becoming more important that the Padres try to develop some of these players into their own major leaguers. And number two, I didn't think this team had played well enough, really, to be honest with you, to... You know, where where are you going to do something like that? I mean, and I say that just because of the position they're in, you know, entering today, three games below 500, five games out. I think we all believe the group there has the ability to go do this and go on the run. But this isn't a situation where you're 15 games above 500 and battling for a division and you know you're going to the postseason and you're just trying to get another big time player. It's not that scenario. Had it been a different kind of first 100 plus games, probably would have been having a much different conversation about what they were trying to get at the deadline. So with all that in mind, I thought they played it. I thought A.J. Preller played it really well. I did. I, I thought he had, if you weren't going to to sell, I thought then standing pat wasn't really an option either because then you, you got to add a little bit if you're going to quote-unquote go for it. 
And I thought what they did was really good. Um, adding some depth in some key areas. I like the G-Man Choi part of this. I really like the Garrett Cooper part of this. You look at Cooper's numbers. They're, they're pretty good. I think he's going to contribute in a big way. Scott Barlow's had a tougher year, but his numbers going back a, a handful of years now, really good. Maybe that's a scenario where a little change of scenery will do Scott Barlow some good. Rich Hill, look. Uh, 43 years old, veteran left-hander, you know, he's not blowing people away uh, with velocity and, and the stuff. But, hey, a guy who can get uh, get some guys out and at least in, in the very uh, short term, you know, make a couple of starts in the Michael Waka spot and you go from there. I, I, I like the Hill and G-Man Choi acquisitions. And I think, you know, with the bench pieces, Choi and Cooper, yeah, they can start for you. But also coming off the bench, just having – a couple of, of really established major league hitters, which right now, let's be honest, they, they don't have much of that on the bench. I mean, with Batten, um, they had Revis, obviously Colway for a little bit. I mean, these are really young players that have not had to do it in the major leagues for any kind of ex- an extended stretch. Um, I'm fascinated, quite honestly, to see what happens with Matt Carpenter uh, in the in the coming days because, you know, Regardless about what you think of his performance, and obviously it has not been not been great uh, at all, um, just the idea that he's not playing. I mean, he's not coming off the bench. He's not being used in pinch hit situations. I mean, he's not starting. I mean, I could go look up the last time Matt Carpenter got a start or, or even got a pinch hit opportunity. I mean, it's been a while, and, and without even looking, we know it's been a long time. So... You know, to have somebody on your bench that you're just not using, I, I don't know how much that, how much sense that really makes. Um, we'll see what happens in the coming days. Obviously, there are going to have to be some moves made to make room on this active roster, um, and we'll see what happens with all that. But I, I was a fan. I really was of what they did today. Um, I thought they played it right. I, I, you know, when I talk about letter grade for this trade deadline, I, I put out the poll earlier, and I told you 80% of the poll was either giving A.J. Preller, the front office, an A or a B on this trade deadline. You know, maybe I don't give it an A just because, you know, if you're just looking at it totally objectively, like an A is is when you get a Juan Soto, right? Um, but I'd give it a solid B, B plus, considering the circumstances. I thought they did a really nice job. I thought they did what they had to do. And, and maybe more importantly, didn't trade the pieces that, I think would have would have hurt, and I don't think in this situation were necessary, um, based on the talent already here and based on, you know, based on where this team is at. Realistically, you hope they can go on the run. You hope they can go on a sustained stretch here. We have not seen it all year, but they got some help, and I did think they had to get at least a little bit of help to bolster some of the depth areas of this team. And I thought AJ and his staff, they did exactly that at this date at this deadline. So, Hey, we talked yesterday a lot about pretty much what exactly they did. And we got a lot of phone calls during the rain delay yesterday, talking about adding some depth, adding on the fringes and look, that's what they did. So I feel like uh, hearing uh, from some fans and the phone calls and all of it, I, I feel like there are a lot of Padres fans that uh, are, are, Pretty happy with what the Padres did here. Um, nothing splashy, nothing that's uh, you know gonna gonna you know grab the the back page headlines. Um, that's a, an old phrase, old uh, term, I guess. Uh, but I thought productive at the deadline. I did, and a good job.
That's what I thought about the trade deadline. Would love to hear what you think. 833-288-0973. The phone number to call if you want to get involved. We'll step aside. We may have some more post-game audio coming from the clubhouse. More of our nightly awards to give away at a town scoreboard. And we'll wrap it up from our San Diego studios. Again, the final Padres 8, Rockies 5. Back in a moment on the Padres Radio Network. Postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios. Final score, Padres 8, Rockies 5. As the Padres bounce back after a very disappointing loss yesterday, they even up this uh, three-game series at a game apiece. Sam Levitt with you uh, here on the Padres Radio Network as our postgame show continues. We'll hear from Juan Soto from inside the Padres Clubhouse coming up in just a minute or two, so stay tuned for that. We'll also take some more of your phone calls, 833-288-0973, the phone number if you want to get involved. Talk trade deadline, what the Padres did today. We heard from Manny Machado about the trade deadline. We heard from Bob Melvin. We heard from A.J. Preller earlier on the pregame coverage as well. We may squeeze in uh, A.J. uh, in his comments uh, before we get off here here on the postgame. We'll see if we have time for that. But uh, a lot of good stuff today for the Padres, the -the off-the-field news with the trades, and a solid 8-5 win for the Padres over the Rockies. Let's tell you about our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. 1-0, Soto hits it in the air to deep center. Doyle's back at the wall, looking up, gonna go! A missile over the center field fence for Juan Soto. A three-run homer here in the fifth. And the Padres all of a sudden lead it 5-1. to one. Our player of the game, no doubt tonight, Juan Soto. His 15th career multi-home run game is first since July 21st at Detroit. Third this season. The home run, three-run shot in the fifth inning made it 5-1. to one. A Much-needed home run in the eighth inning. Solo homer made it a 6-4 game. Provided some insurance. One of those days where Juan Soto sort of put the offense on his back and said, come with me. Two home runs, four RBIs for Juan Soto. Home runs 21 and 22. Great night for Juan. And a good day for the Padres offense. Eight runs on nine hits total. They went four for nine with runners in scoring position. And uh, certainly a lot of good stuff from Juan Soto, our player of the game. Well, right around this time a year ago, Juan Soto, of course, dealt from Washington to San Diego, one of the biggest deals ever at the trade deadline. So let's hear from Juan Soto after tonight's game about the trades the Padres made earlier today. What did you make of all the moves they made today? Just adding to the team a little bit. Yeah, we, they, they've, they've been looking what we need. Um, they had a bullpen guy. We had a couple hitters. I think that's a great move. Uh, you know, the offense has been up and down, and adding two more guys, I think, is going to help us big time. You run just a year ago. You were on the other side of AJ buying like a ton of guys, including you. A bunch of big moves. Were you expecting maybe a little more in either direction, like bigger, splashier moves, or? Was this about what you expected? I mean, 
the spot we were, like, we don't even know if we're going to buy or sell, you know. We just, we were in the middle, but definitely I feel like he made good moves and uh, everybody in here trusts what, what he's been making and since last year and we're just going with it. How happy were you that they bought and they kind of bought into what this team can do down the stretch? It's good, you know. Uh, just telling the guys, we still we still having hopes and we're going to be out there and we just got to come every day play to win. Uh, Forget about all that trade deadline and this and that. You just, you just telling us like, go out there and get it. I know you'll take two homer game pretty much any time, but two homers to center field, straightaway center, kind of is that when you're maybe feeling at your best? Those kind of. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, I've been feeling really good the last couple of weeks. Uh, I've been swinging the bat well, you know. Uh, I've been hitting the ball hard and everything, you know. He's been feeling great, and more when I hit, the, like you say, when I hit the ball that way, and like I did yesterday, the line drive to left field, it's it just amazing feeling. Sounds like you got some positive news the other day on the MRI. Is that how the doctors told you about it? Just pretty positive? Yeah, most yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. You know, uh, they say it looks way better than what we saw in the past. Uh, definitely, we got to keep grinding. We got to keep working on it. Um, they, they say it's going to be up and down the whole year, so. After the season ends is when we're gonna take a deeper look at it, but definitely I just gotta keep doing my thing to to stay on the field. All right, that was Juan Soto from the Padres Clubhouse earlier tonight in Denver. Good stuff there from Juan on the trades. And you heard the uh, final question there about the MRI in his finger and pretty much Juan saying what uh, we had said about it. And that's that he did get the MRI. It's something they're gonna, they're going to continue to monitor, but it's uh, nothing that's uh, going to keep him out for uh, any uh, sort of time here this season, but obviously something that has bothered him for a while and uh, they are going to keep an eye on that so with Juan Soto and that right finger that keeps bothering him on those swings and it gets you a little nervous when he has to you know get seen by the trainers and take some time but you know what the good news is that it has not affected him much at the plate this year two lasers of home runs today again the three-run home run in the fifth inning and a solo home run in the eighth inning. All right, we'll have a look at the out-of-town scoreboard coming up in a little bit. Our play of the game, wrap things up, get ready for this series finale tomorrow. Before we go to the phones, let's pause for station ID on the Padres Radio Network. KWFNFM and KWFNHC1, This is Tim Hill. You're listening to Padres Baseball on the Padres Radio Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios. Padres win it 8-5 to five over the Rockies. Let's go back to the phones. We go to Mark calling in from San Diego. Hi, Mark. You're on the Padres Radio Network postgame show with Sam Levitt. How are you? I mean, talk about an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> These Padres have got me back and forth and up and down, and I'm just emotionally distraught. Yeah, it's been it's been a roller coaster, uh, Mark. There's no doubt about it. Uh, they've kind of had so many heartbreaking losses, and then the next day, find ways to pull you back in. And obviously, the trade deadline, we didn't know for a while what they would do. Um, they end up being buyers and adding some pieces. So, look, it, it's been a, a roller coaster of a year, really day to day, series by series, week by week, and you hope that the final two months here. Uh, the roller coaster, uh, I suppose, uh, goes up to the tippy top and you can reach that apex. Uh, you certainly hope so. But, Mark, I, I, I feel your emotions. Uh, it's been that way all year. 
All right, that was Mark expressing his emotions about this season. Let's go to Roxy calling in. Oh, Roxy, just as I was about to click your name, Roxy, you dropped off my board here. All right, let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. We take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard here tonight. We have one game in progress right now. Dodgers beat the A's 7-3, or I should say, excuse me, beating the A's 7-3 in L.A. at Dodger Stadium. Ninth inning in L.A. right now. Other scores, Phillies beat the Marlins 3-1 in Miami. Nick Castellanos, a two-run home run in that game for Philadelphia. Brewers beat the Nationals 6-4 in D.C., Rays beat the Yankees for a second straight day, 5-2 in New York. Randy Arozarena, a two-run home run against Carlos Rodon, who in his early Yankee career, not going well, a 6-2-9 ERA for Rodon so far. Pirates beat the Tigers 4-1 in Pittsburgh. Leover Peguero, a two-run home run in that game for the Pirates. Orioles beat the Blue Jays 13-3 in Toronto. Anthony Santander, a grand slam in that one for Baltimore. Braves beat the Angels 5-1 in Atlanta. Michael Harris the second, a couple of home runs in that win for Atlanta. Twins beat the Cardinals 3-2. Donovan Solano, two-run single to put the Twins ahead in that game. Rangers blanked the White Sox 2-0 in Arlington. Adolis Garcia, a home run in that game for Texas. The Cubs beat up on the Reds 20-9 at Wrigley Field. 20 runs on 21 hits. Dansby Swanson, a couple of home runs in that game. Royals beat the Mets 7-6 in Kansas City. The final in 10. Royals won it on a walk-off balk with the bases loaded. I'm not kidding. Walk-off balk. Unbelievable. Royals beat the Mets 7-6 in 10. Red Sox beat the Mariners 6-4 in Seattle. Alex Verdugo, a home run in that one. Some trade rumors around Verdugo. He does not get traded at the deadline. Stays with the Red Sox. Giants beat the Diamondbacks 4-3 in San Francisco. Brandon Crawford, Lamont Wade Jr., a couple of home runs in that one for San Francisco. And finally, the game of the night, the performance of the night, Fromber Valdez of the Astros, a no-no. Here's the 0-2 to Gallagher. Broken bat, soft liner, Pena catches it, and a no-hitter from Valdez. First one to greet him is Maldonado, and the rest of his teammates pile on. Fromber Valdez throws the 16th no-hitter in Houston Astros history. Robert Ford on the call, KBME in Houston. Fromber Valdez, what a performance. A complete game shutout, no hitter, walked one, struck out seven. He did it on just a grand total of 93 pitches. How about that? A no hitter on 93 pitches. What a day for Fromber Valdez. Like you heard on the call, 16th no hitter. In Astro history, 2-0 Houston beats Cleveland. And that's a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Tuesday. 
Now let's hear our play of the game. What was the crucial play that helped decide the outcome of today's game? This is the play of the game. Presented by Bill Howe Plumbing, Heating and Air, Flood and Restoration. Because we know how. 1-0 the pitch. And Soto hits it in the air to deep center again. Doyle going back at the wall again. Looking up, going to go again. Juan Soto with his second home run of the night. And the Padres lead 6-4 here in the eighth. Our play of the game, the second home run of the evening for Juan Soto. Big moment really was because the Padres led 5-1. to one. Three-run shot by McMahon in the bottom of the seventh inning makes it 5-4. to four. The lead cut to one. You're thinking, uh-oh, uh-oh. Here we go again. But Juan Soto responds right away in the top of the eighth inning. His second home run makes it 6-4, to four, and you just felt uh, a bit of an exhale, if you will. Soto, two home runs, and that second one certainly felt very, very, very important. That's our play of the game. The second home run hit by Juan Soto in this ball game as the Padres win it 8-5. to five. Taking a look ahead to tomorrow's game. Early start time, 12-10 p.m. start time tomorrow for the final and rubber game of this three-game series. We'll be on the air with the EcoWater SoCal Padres pregame show at 11-10. Pitching matchup tomorrow, right-hander Joe Musgrove on the mound for the Padres. Left-hander Kyle Freeland on the mound for Colorado. So again, first pitch tomorrow at 12-10. And our EcoWater SoCal Padres pregame show at 11-10. Well, busy day in Padre land, no doubt about it. Again, uh, all the trades at the trade deadline. Rich Hill, G-Man Choi, Scott Barlow, Garrett Cooper, they'll join the Major League team. Presumably, Sean Reynolds, who the Padres got from Miami, will head uh, to the minor league side of things. We'll see how it all shakes out. But a big day with the trades on trade deadline day, and then the Padres cap it with a much-needed 8-5 win over the Colorado Rockies. And a big thank you to everybody for tuning in all day. This is a very big day uh, here at the station, obviously being so closely related to the Padres and uh, being your your number one station, the place to talk Padres here in America's finest city. Thank you to everybody who tuned in to the trade deadline special at 2 p.m. today. Really a lot of fun to be here in studio with Ben and Woods and uh, Chris Zello and Matt Scraby and have uh, – uh, uh, Coach John Quintero on the line, Tony Gwynn Jr. on the line. We don't get to do that really ever, get uh, everybody on one broadcast and uh, break down the trade deadline. So that was a lot of fun. All our coverage pregame, the game here tonight, and uh, all your great phone calls the last couple of days talking about the trade deadline, what the Padres would do, what you wanted them to do, and then your reaction to what they did, which uh, was add-on to this team here in 2023 as the Padres are now two games below 500 at 53-55, and 55, and they will end tonight five games out of a wild-card spot in the National League. Taking a look at the final totals in this one here tonight. For the Padres, eight runs, nine hits, no errors. They left on four. For the Rockies, five runs, 12 hits, no errors. They left on 11. Winning pitcher Robert Suarez, who picks up his very first win of the season. He's now 1-0. Losing pitcher Peter Lambert, who drops to 2-2. Two and two. And Josh Hader picks up save number 26. Time of game, three hours and one minute in the crowd at Coors Field in Denver. 27,417. 
As always, you can listen back to any of our post-game show on the Inside San Diego Baseball podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. For our great studio coordinator, Matty Rhodes, I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night. Again, the final score, the San Diego Padres 8 and the Colorado Rockies 5. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Padres Radio Network.